episode number six of Education Bros. This week, we chat a little bit about what it's like to start a new semester with a new class. What are some tips and some tricks we think you should follow? We also chat a little bit about our worst and our best classes that we've ever had. Hope you enjoy episode number six and please follow us on Instagram at education.bros. Thanks for listening. Start recording. And we're live. Uh, episode six, Education Bros. I think we kind of know where the podcast is going to go today, but at the same time, we'd like to talk about whatever. So we'll see where it ends up. But since we are starting a new semester here in Canada, we thought we would give some tips and tricks to what we think are, is the most important to starting a new semester. But of course, we need to start with our analytics. Analytics guy? Paulo here. And uh, I'm glad you said in Canada because uh, the first little bit of uh, statistical analysis is a uh, a new graph I've started, and we have <laughs> listeners in nine countries now, so not just nine. Canada. Yeah, these analytics are awesome, and uh, over 750 listeners now, and uh, that's the most people I've spoken to since my big Portuguese wedding, <laughs> <laughs> and I think 700 people were my side of the family, and 50 were from my wife's side. Legs are up. Any Anything from the week that was, Joe? Uh, from the week that was, man, we just, uh, we literally just started uh, our semester here. Uh, one kind of funny story that uh, happened just yesterday. For the first time ever, I called a parent uh, of a kid who wasn't even in my class. So as I'm talking about his attendance, Mike, he's got zero absences, but he's not handing in anything. Apparently, he's in phys ed in French, and he just joined the wrong online classroom. So I, I had a, a five minute conversation with this dad and he was confused. I was confused. I'm like, oh man, I'm so embarrassed. Sorry. Uh, wrong, wrong class, wrong kid. That makes sense. He hasn't handed anything in. I was like, all right, uh, have a good one. So did you, yeah. did you figure it out all on the call? Uh, just on the call. Oh, so you did figure it out on the call. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So well, you might have established rapport with a future parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, anything from the week that was? No, it's been a good week. I um, I'm back back at it at basketball with uh, another great coach, Howard. He's been teaching me. Uh, it's been nice after that injury, you guys. You remember that? It's been nice getting a uh, little activity, exercise back in the gym, yeah. even though we're not allowed to do much. So I'll, I'll interject there for our listeners that don't know. Chris, you had a a bit of a scare before Christmas there with a, an Achilles injury, a la Kevin Durant in the night 2019 NBA Finals. Well, it, was, <laughs> I, it was my own fault. I should set the bar lower like I always do. And I was playing with elite athletes like Paulo and Joe and Adam. And I, uh, I learned my lesson that day. Uh, I wasn't we, listening to my body. We were not going there. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was not part of anything we were going <laughs> to we were gonna plan. We were just doing a little staff uh, activity during during lunch and I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to sports. Not much of a volleyball player, but it was the very first play <laughs> went over, and it was it was it was the four of us. We were challenged by by four other teachers, yeah, which was a bad and, mistake. On and Adam, beautiful <laughs> forearm pass. 
I go under it. Probably the best set of my life. No, that was my forearm pass. See, I did oh, the what? pass. Yeah, I passed <laughs> it to you, not knowing you were going to give it back to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm always giving Adam credit for that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best set I've ever had. I'm looking, I see the ball go up, and I see the ball bounce, and I look back, and there you are, down yeah. first play of the game. First play. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, we still beat them, uh, by the way. Uh, down three, one person? Yeah, three v four afterwards, yeah. Addition by subtraction, I guess. <laughs> My injury actually helped the team. That's good to know. Rallied around the righties. So you're back in basketball class. Talk about right? giving credit. Let's give uh, Adam credit. I'm loving the posts on the education bros. Bro. You're our tech specials. I don't know if anybody knows that behind the scenes, but um, I just got a quick question. Kind of go- Hull and I were talking about today. Do you guys see the last one you posted about the the prof that let them all write their math test after? Mm-hmm. Put them in four different rooms. Yeah. Let's see if we would have passed the test. What tire oh. would you have said? Oh, wow. Don't put it in your head and be honest. What tire would you have said my, was flat? On the way to school, literally two months ago, my front left tire blue. Um, I was going to say front left driver tire. Man, too, yeah. So was, two of us. I was going back left. <laughs> <laughs> I was going front right. I was going back to the right. <laughs> of a drinking binger to uh, write the test the next day and, and instead of giving him the actual math test he said uh and the second question is tell what tire was flat when you guys went away <laughs> yeah you put and, them uh, all in the supper room so go to show you that yeah. was great so anyways, we appreciate tech special because i don't know anything about ig and all that other stuff that you're doing so keep it up my man well one thing i'm really grateful for and i don't know if our listeners can tell but we're in the f- the same room for the first time so I we're know. finally able to do it. We have a, a sick Blue Yeti mic that I can't believe we paid for. <laughs> Blue Yeti people, you should have sent us this uh, for free. <laughs> they will soon. They will soon enough. Yeah. I, think, I, I think they should soon. And uh, hopefully that'll kind of solve some of the sound quality issues that we've had in the, in the past. But uh-huh. uh, we'll see. Right. And since we are starting a new semester, we thought, um, what are some of the, the best techniques you use because it's your first impression, like that, that famous line, you never get a second chance at a first impression. So the same thing as a teacher, you see these kids a lot of times for the first time, they're in your classroom, they're, even if they're like the worst kid in school, you might have their attention for that first day or that first week. So how are you going to set the tone? We'll start with you, Joe, because you are my first mentor teacher, just so that everyone knows. Right. And I'm glad you, uh, you know, started with that quote, because we talked uh, the previous podcast about starting each lesson with a quote. And of course I started the semester with that quote. You don't get a second chance at a first impression. And of course I'm talking about the importance of setting a good impression to teachers. So telling kids to show up on time, full uniform, participate because the first impression is what like sticks with people for sure. Right. So of course, starting a semester off, I had to make sure that, you know, I looked. Uh, I looked good. Did I looked, you come in the student tie? I, shirt and tie. I, I normally do shirt and tie. I wore it like a nice baby blue golf shirt. Ooh. I thought it looked uh, polo. Of course, polo. Yeah, nice. right. That's shirt. funny because the first time I met Joe, my first impression of you was I think you were drinking all night till four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam introduced like here's my mentor. I've been telling you, about and, and I'm I, like, holy shit, this guy looks like a mess. <laughs> that was uh, that was me in June though. Probably. <laughs> it was love at first sight. It's a way. Though, it's a way, it's a way yeah. End of a semester is way different than the beginning of oh, a semester. Right. We'll get to that. Uh, well, and if you see a. Uh, 
at least in this building, if you see a teacher wearing a shirt and tie, one of one of two things. They're a new teacher trying to impress or they're getting evaluated that day by, <laughs> yeah. by an administrator. Yeah, that's right. I did that before Christmas. So, Joe, have you ever had a situation where, like, you you definitely started out on the wrong foot? Yeah. Oh, man. Especially early on when I started teaching, I wish someone pulled me aside and said, uh, you know, make sure that whatever you do at the start of the semester, you're way more strict about rules, about uniform, about attendance. Uh, <clears throat> my very first semester, I actually taught English and I my background is phys ed and science. So <laughs> and I, I got tossed grade nine English. And I remember trying to like make class fun, have the kids like me. And I wanted to play games right off the hop. And that's some, and they were like an academic class and they were a nightmare to control. Uh, Cause when I tried to get serious with them later on, it was so difficult. So true. Uh -huh. It's so, and it took me, I'm not kidding. It took me years to figure that out. So yeah. now like when I had the grade nines, very first thing I sat them alphabetically uh, kid was out of uniform, like told him to get out and change Yeah. kid on his phone, put it in a bag because it's way, and I'll do this for the first like two weeks. Like I'll yeah. be, I'll be two weeks, maybe a month depending on the class. But, uh, man, if you don't start the the semester off, right, not just a class, but if you don't start a semester off, right, you might as well set your unit plan on fire because it's it is absolutely that's what, useless. That's what it's filled useless. it up at same lakes. Remember the football coach? He just looked angry all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't understand why. And I was like, and then I, same thing. I was too nice. And then next thing you know, I come in all these, you know, it was a grade nine class. They're all hiding under their desk. And I kind of mentioned to him, he was like, You think I don't walk around like this miserable for no reason? I'm like, these guys aren't your friends. Chris, you know what I mean? You need to set rules and discipline and yeah. not the whole year. Like you need to set the tone and make them feel comfortable, whatever. But it was like, just piggyback. I was, I, I got burned the same way. I remember like it was yesterday, I, literally under the desk. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> they thought they were just comfortable to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. That's a big fault. I think of new teachers is new teachers want to become friends. Yeah. I want to be the cool teacher. I want to be liked. I want to be exactly. liked. So, so, Hey guys, let's have some fun the first day. Yeah. Like, you know, let's do like, Think, perish, and get up, move around the classroom, and like that shit never works. It's always gonna burn you in the end. If you get the red smarty, make sure you tell one thing about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> red smarty. My boy Andrew, who we all kind of know, he. T I remember he said this one teacher, just like so shy and timid. You kind of gotta set the tone. I remember he said that she started out with a tennis ball, so you're only allowed to talk when you get the tennis ball. And it was at a pretty rough school on our board, and I think. Oh, no. He's like, one of the kids in there is like, give me that shit. And he grabs the tennis ball and he just chucks it off the wall. They're playing like red ass against the wall. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And you, even if you're, that's not your personality style. If you're like a timid and shy, I think you really got to be strict off the start. Paulo, any, yeah, well, any, anything? Yeah, she probably learned that tennis ball trick in uh, teacher's college. Teacher's right? college, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because someone did a study on that and someone who has their master's in education spent two years figuring out this uh, strategy that, uh, doesn't always work. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. for me, like my program's always different, right? Uh, with the co-op. So I get to know the kids and the families like well before that first day, right? So I'm already working with kids right now for next year and for the next semester um, because we have to plan the employers. We have to get to know the kids. We have to make sure that they um, buy in 
Um, so by the time I have my first class, I already know all the kids and we've already had connections. They already like the, their, their resumes are pretty well ready to go. Um, so that makes it easier. So it's, 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 it's harder in one respect because you always have your foot in two semesters, sometimes three semesters. So it can seem overwhelming, right? Like I always wait for that semester when I'm going to retire, where I just have to actually focus on the kids I'm working at, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, with at that, at that time and how awesome that would be. But, you know, for me, it's always about setting the expectations. Like, you know, the, the very first thing I tell parents and the kids right away in co-op, there's no bells. So like school is eight, eight to two. Mm -hmm. That's not how, how, yeah, uh, right. how uh, co-op is. If you're doing an electrical placement you know, there's no bells that ring at two 30 and you leave and those wires are, uh, are uh, hanging there. Um, but, you know, one thing that I always try to do too, like, even doing this for so long, you always pick up different tactics to, to try to make that start even better. And when I meet kids and they say they want to go, let's say to a physiotherapy clinic or a chiropractor clinic or something. And then if I'm going to think of a location that I think is perfect for them and I have a kid there now, I always connect those, those two kids mm. so that they can talk to each other because listening to what I say or what the doctor, the chiropractic clinic may say, is one thing, but getting the insight from their peers really sets them up for su for success. So that's something I've kind of added to my my co-op repertoire last kind of couple years or so. I um, think because you said like students are always like the best kind of um, examples for other students. So if I ever want a kid to come out for a, like a sports team or something like that, I say I go to our captain of the team or someone say, hey, go get this kid because kids will listen to kids sometimes they won't listen to teachers i'm not listening to this old guy whatever yeah. i'll listen to another kid sorry yeah no and that's and that's one of the reasons my program's grown so much like when i got here i inherited 38 kids in, yeah. the, in, in the program and now five years later we have 140 kids in the same program and a lot of that is kids talk right they have awesome experiences and then word travels they're your best advertising i can speak to parents all i want i can put you know a bunch of powerpoints up there speak to grade eights sorry to uh grade eight night but uh the word of mouth is kind of key so making those uh connections is really really important but one thing that kind of made it challenging with this COVID stuff is a lot of these meetings that i had with the kids were over the phone they were online mm -hmm. so it was really awkward this semester because uh, again i tried to plan in advance so there's you can imagine the permission forms for for co-op right media forms transportation yeah, forms yeah. COVID gap, forms gap. informed consent forms this gap for it's like it's it's a huge package and in anticipation of us kind of getting back into the uh placements after the COVID stuff we tried to set that up again in it in advance so even though it's the last semester i'm meeting with these kids to get permission forms outside with um appointment times and uh, so forth and then it was so awkward because you talk to these kids and you get them ready. And I remember two kids text me at the same time. They're outside the school and I get there and I'm actually seeing them for the first time and they have masks on. And I'm like, OK, which one of you is going to the vet? And if, it makes it feel like you don't have a vested interest in them, but it was just so awkward. And even now, my kids have already started placements and I'm trying to connect with them virtually, but it's just kind of a different feel. So that's been a challenge for sure. Yeah, yeah. That direction, that direction you went in though with the co-op is, I've only known co-op as a place to throw kids, you know, cause you don't know where else to put them. They can't sit in a mainstream classroom. 
And then I got here and I'm like, what? These kids are like doing chiropractor. And like, I was so amazed by it. And that, you know, not all, but some kids can buy in for sure. How many nope. students been painted yeah. with that brush, right? And then you get them and then teachers are like, I'm not trying to put a teacher, throw a teacher on the bus, but like, oh, you got that child. You got that student. Oh, yeah. And don't let, they, the kids right. know. They know that they had that. That's how they're being, you know. I, I always tell kids that I never look at their previous year's marks. Yeah. It, it, it's, awesome. it's a fresh start every single time. Uh, yeah. And again, again, an, another example of why impressions matter first impressions Absolutely. matter if you haven't been that student yet who and i tell kids set a goal as well if you haven't been going on to class on time that's your goal for the semester if you yeah. haven't been doing your homework that's your goal but you have to set something down they have to put pen to paper mm -hmm. uh, set a goal yeah i okay. struggle with that a little bit because i'm teaching a student right now he's in grade 11 i taught him in grade 9 disaster in grade 9 you try to give a blank slate but the first week doesn't show up, hasn't handed in anything yet. I'm first like, impression again. Oh, yeah, no, it's the same old kid. So, you know, if you've taught a kid before, try to give them that benefit of the doubt. Maybe they've grown because that happens a lot too, right? I think you've talked a lot about yeah. different students in co-op or different placements. They just have to find their niche and maybe they're way different from grade 9 to grade 12. They've matured, um, but sometimes they're just the same old yeah. POS. Um, <laughs> Just quickly, because I think we want to keep around 30 minutes. We're at 18 minutes since you guys can't see your phone. Uh, wow. So just very quickly, maybe we'll even extend this to a, a second podcast. But has there been a time where you can remember maybe based on your start because you started great or you started like really poorly, try to be their friend, like a, a class that maybe just turned into like the best class ever or the worst class ever? Joe, do you have anything like best class, worst class you ever taught? And maybe why? Why do you think that class ran so well? Or um, I'll do a, a I'll do a bad example because uh, you learn the most from your mistakes for sure. And mm -hmm. uh, for new teachers out there, even for teachers out there, don't be afraid to to make mistakes. Just just learn from them. Uh, sure. I remember when I came back from Australia. Uh, I just turned like 30. I had full head of hair. I was ripped. I looked so good. I was feeling good, like tan skin and all. I think I may have just been your associate teacher or my student teacher. Uh -huh. uh, and I remember getting, uh, you know, some not academic classes, let's say. I was in three different rooms, best mood ever. I did the same mistake and I was 30 years old, like six years into teachings or five years into teaching, started off the year being like fun, friendly, and it was like an absolute disaster, a disaster all year. Mm -hmm. I tried to a different seating arrangement, didn't, didn't help. Uh, there's about four or five kids in that class who just, I don't say ruined it for the rest, but they were, they were so challenging yeah. every single day. Uh, at that point, I didn't have the confidence or the knowledge to like call home. Uh, if I called home from the beginning, they would have, uh, I think, yeah. been on the right track for sure. And it's funny, the one student who, man, gave me the biggest problems in grade 12, him and I were not buddies, but we had such a good relationship. It was so much uh, better. His name oh. was uh, Cody. Like, well, I'll never forget him. Like, is this a grade nine class? It was a grade nine class. Yeah. Like this kid, he would just like, thing. like throw like shit at his buddies. When I turned my <laughs> board back to the board, I could hear pencils or pens being flung around. And it was just a yeah. nightmare. By grade 12, he was an absolute beauty. So that's, like, kids can change from grade nine to oh, 12. So he was the true. one example where I'm like, man, just don't hold anything against kids. Yeah. That, that was a good lesson to learn because 
some kids can change some don't but you got to give them that uh sometimes there's nothing you can do with a bad class you try everything you and you're oh. just you're you're fucked well, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the worst feeling because you have like you actually have anxiety about that that, that hour and a bit that's that's yeah coming up and it's just it's 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 a horrible feeling i mean we've all we've all had it which is why i'm going to focus on the best class i ever had nice. i don't want to i don't want to think about the the negative ones and it's 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 kind of interesting because like leaving teachers college i had a bunch of different teachables but i always wanted to teach phys ed and i mentioned a little in a, in a few other podcasts how i eventually kind of got there and once i got there i was like I, i'm going to teach phys ed for the rest of my life this is the best gig i get to play sports with the kids i get to be active in the morning, even if I'm half asleep, I can reach into my t-shirt bin and my shorts bin. If it doesn't match, if it doesn't match, who, who cares? But after doing that for about a decade, I really started to kind of look at the clock for the wrong reasons. Like, when is this period going to end? When is this period going to end? And, um, you know, phys ed, I hate to say it, but kind of became a dumping ground. And the school that I taught at was a bit of a challenging school. Um, and then uh, my principal gave me an opportunity to start co-op there. And I said, oh, okay. So I knew I was on my, my way out and it was my last phys ed class. And this is the last phys ed class I ever taught. And it was a grade 11 weight training class. And weight training especially is where they kind of will dump kids that can't fit things into the schedule. They think, well, I'm just going to sit in the weight room and so forth. But the stars absolutely aligned on this one. <laughs> First of all, it was a small group. I only had like 15 kids. And the way it worked out, um, they like the period b before there was like three classes in one gym. And this period is a period two class, just how it worked out with everything else. I had a double gym all the time. So mm -hmm. I had the whole gym to myself, but it was a weight training class and our weight room was tied to the gym. So the way I would work it out was Monday, Wednesday, Fridays were the workout days and Tuesday, Thursday were our cardio days. And we kind of alluded to this earlier with the, uh, with the, with the newsletter and so forth. So what I decided to do for the cardio days, was we'd always start with the run and then we get back to a run. I started like a little tournament with different sports all the time. Um, and this group of kids, like I mentioned earlier, I was kind of like a jack of all trades athletes. Uh, so were these guys, right? They're all pretty athletic, but I didn't have like the star hockey player or the star football player, but they could all kind of play a little bit of everything. So we'd run it and we did it right. Like I set up a schedule where, if, you know, if, if team A was playing team B, Team C was refing and scorekeeping. And mm -hmm. because we had the gym to ourselves, mm -hmm. we'd have the scoreboard on, we'd have the music going. Nice. The one team would have a mic and announce the goals and who got the oh, assists and amazing. so forth. And then the newsletter, like we talked about last week, Adam, with you know, highlighting the, you know, the the scores and the players of the week, the kids would run down. Uh, they'd just be so excited about it. Um, and it was just fun. Like it was yeah. almost like when I left, I'm like, why am I leaving for Zed now? But it was great because I kind of left it on a good note good and not note with that, here. not with that kind of sour, sour taste in my mouth. But these kids were unbelievable, all of them. And if there was that one or two that maybe didn't start there, having, you know, the other 13 kind of step up. Um, like if you missed a class, like the, the other kids were on you. We needed you, man. We yeah, needed you in volleyball. Like we yeah, lost and now good, we dropped to like third, third, uh, uh, third uh, place in right. whatever. Right. So, that for me was definitely, you know, it was my last phys ed class ever. And it was definitely um, my funnest class 
Is that even a word, funnest? No, As a not, teacher, okay. I shouldn't be saying well, We got funnest. grade nine English. Uh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, let me go back to my grade nine English roots. Uh, funnest. Let me, let me get back to you. Yeah, I, I think like too with a class, when you, you talk about like the worst class you ever have and it gives you anxiety, when you have the best class ever, it's like the opposite. You're like, yeah. you're pumped for that period. Like if it's period one, you're like, I can't wait to get, these kids just put a smile on your face. You're like, that's the reason the I do the job. Uh, Chris, best or worst class, what are you going with? Uh, as you always say, the sun always shines on me. So I think, I don't know, I've never, other than the one class, I remember I was telling you guys, uh, I don't know, we were talking about a few weeks ago about young Luca that challenged me in the hallway for a little bit of a scrap. Uh, <laughs> it was probably a bad idea. It was an essential class. And I um, I, I know you're going to hear buzzwords like inclusion and stuff. I've always invited PIP kids in my class. So so just describe what a PIP, a PIP student is in, in Canada. For independence, like students with special students needs. Students with special stuff. needs, so yeah. I've always encouraged them to uh, be part of my class because the students in the mainstream classroom are so inviting, so respectful, and they love it. It's a win-win for everybody. So this particular class I invited, they said, can you take a couple of PIP students on, which I did, two, three, next thing you know, it was six. And I already had like <laughs> 10 essential students, and the 10 essential students had behavioral issues. They weren't the leaders they were supposed to be. So make, it was a long semester and I was hard on them because I wanted them to be leaders and I was trying to change them. They were taking it the wrong way. And Luke, I get to see him a couple years later, he changed, which was awesome. But I remember at the time him, you know, challenged me in the hallway, but as he's telling me to hit him, he's backing up three feet. So <laughs> I, I kind of knew he wasn't interested. Sounds necessarily... like me in the streets, right? <laughs> uh, but it was sad it got to that point because I literally yeah. just put my arm around him and just was like, come on, come on. And Luke, he's having a bit of a conflict with somebody else and he took it the wrong way. And that's kind of, we can probably talk about that one week is how things get out of hand so quickly yeah. and how you're able to mm -hmm. keep your composure in the classroom together and never take things personal. And thank God I didn't take things personal that, that day. And I was like, I'm not realizing the grade 10, 11 kid really is not, fighting is not an option here. And I just kind of <laughs> looked at him and, and cameras were on and it all worked out. But um, I think right after that, they started the Ontario College of Teachers. <laughs> <laughs> School of right, Hard and Did so, you have a story? I remember you saying you wanted to see something. No, I mean, I they, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but international teaching is, like, great because, for me, I taught in China with, like, the best students wow. ever. So mm. I taught all phys ed there. And so whatever, you know, you said you learn from your mistakes. The problem was in China I had no mistakes because the kids made it whatever. If Even if I had the worst lesson ever, they tried. They, like, were the best. They had a smile on their face. So I think I got into that maybe utopic classroom. Like I got that experience in China with these amazing kids that wanted, they were just excited to learn from, from me. And I think when I came back here, it was a bit of a, a wake up call that you're not always going to get those, those students that are perfect. And so for me, it was like a, a classroom in China, which I think we can, we can speak to a little bit later, especially I think we're hoping to have some guests on that have some international experience because I think yeah. if you if you're listening to the podcast and you you know you want to be a teacher or you are a teacher I think international teaching is like such an awesome opportunity that we all have open to us it's just like that that fear of well, what's it going to be like which maybe we'll segue into our future podcast well, and yeah. now that and now that we can be in the same room and have a blue yeti mic we can have guests that's pretty <laughs> awesome too hopefully maybe next week how many followers do we have from Australia now that you've been there and stuff uh, analytics. It's, it's one of the nine yeah. countries for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I want countries, you to yeah. make sure you're uh, got your roots and stay there still. Yeah, it's good. All right, boys. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for the stories, and we'll catch you next week. And follow us. New um, Instagram handle. It's not education underscore bros. It's education dot bros. See you guys next week.
Peace out. Peace.